Jones Angel is with us here on the WPTF Morning Show. Good morning, Jones. How are you, man? Rob, great to be with you. Doing okay and uh, looking forward to a really big game coming up this weekend, certainly for the Tar Heels and the late one, as you mentioned. Uh, we're on the air at 7 o'clock with an 8 o'clock kick between the Heels and the Panthers. And uh, Tar Heels trying to go 4 0. Be the first time. This is crazy to be, Rob. First time since 1997 that the Tar Heels would be 4 0 if they can do it. It would wow. only be the second time since 1983 uh, if they're able to do it. So you're looking at 40 years. Um, so the Tar Heels have an opportunity to do something for them that, that has been elusive and been difficult. And uh, so uh, a big one, of course. And first one in ACC play, first true road test, although, of course, they played that neutral side game mm-hmm. uh, in Charlotte against South Carolina. So uh, a lot of things on the line here coming up on Saturday night and, and look forward to bringing everybody to coverage. Yeah, South Carolina, App State, and then Minnesota, good solid win last Saturday at Keenan Stadium. Jones, I, I felt like in that game, the Tar Heels, it, it was their first real well-rounded performance. I felt very comfortable being a Carolina fan on both sides of the ball, both offense and defense. Tar Heels seemed pretty good against Minnesota. Do you agree? Yeah, I thought Carolina controlled that game for the most part. You know, the the Tar Heels never trailed. Uh, Once they took the lead uh, early, uh, they led by two scores relatively early in the game. And only once after that did Minnesota have the ball uh, and was within eight at one point with the football. And even then, the Tar Heels forced a turnover and went down and scored and, and got back up two scores. And so Carolina was in control for a large majority of this contest. Uh, what I was really impressed with, Rob, is, is a little bit to what you're speaking to, I think, and that is you, you saw the diversity of, of how Carolina, I think, can attack teams offensively. And, and so, you know, against Appalachian, of course, it was the run game, right? Yeah. You know, the Tar Heels rushed for – 319 yards. Amarian Hampton had over 200 by himself. And so Minnesota very clearly wanted to take that away. You know, that they were making it really hard for the Tar Heels to run the football. Um, they're a good defensive team, as you and I talked about last week. Um, they were really crowding the line of scrimmage and making it hard. They, they trusted their secondary to be able to hold up. And so they, they want to stop the run and say, hey, if you're going to beat us, you got to do it by beating our really good secondary. And that's what the Tar Heels did. You know, Drake May throws 414 yards. Nate McCollum has that big game with 15 catches. Um, and, and you saw the Heels have some explosive plays in the past game. And so it, it just, again, speaks to, I think, the diversity and the versatility that Carolina has offensively. And then on the defensive side, yeah, Carolina was around the football. Two interceptions. They broke up eight passes. You know, it felt like Carolina could have had four or five interceptions in this game. A, a lot of times, um, you know, they, there was a tip ball or the ball bounced off the Tar Heel defender's hand. So um, they were just very active defensively. And so that activity defensively mixed with that versatility on offense, uh, I thought made that a, a really uh, a really impressive day for the Tar Heels. And, and that's exactly the performance that the Tar Heels needed uh, before they get ready for conference play. And again, looking at first three games, South Carolina, App State, Minnesota, it, it, would you say this Carolina team is battle-tested and, and ready for the ACC when you look at what they had the first three games of the year in non-conference play? Absolutely, and I think uh, that's been one of the biggest positives for the Tar Heels um, in total this year is that you know they really have played a quality schedule. They're, they're one of just four teams right now in the country that has two non-conference Power Five Utah, Colorado, and Fresno State are the other three. Wow. So, um, so Carolina's 
they've it's gone out and it's played some tough competition. It's the first time since 1976 that the Heels have a win against an SEC opponent and a Big Ten opponent in the same season. And so they, they've gone out, they've played some good teams. Appalachian's a good team and a good program as well. Um, I think they've played some different types of teams. You know, you've seen South Carolina, who really has such a terrific quarterback, who's so dynamic with uh, Spencer Rattler. App State, you've got the, the in-state program that, that had everything to or nothing to lose and everything to gain and, and played at the total peak of what they can play. And, and then you played Minnesota, a big physical team from the Big Ten. So you, you've seen different types of teams. And as we just talked about, I think Carolina's won different ways. You know, going back to South Carolina, I really thought it was the Tariel defense. That, mm-hmm. that was the big story coming out of that one. So yeah. It's been something different every time, both as far as the type of opponent and how Carolina has won. And when you see that type of, when you get those different types of experiences, when when it's not going to come as a shock to your system this weekend, for example, when you play a, a physical defense from Pitt, well, yeah, you just played a physical defense from Minnesota. That doesn't make it easy. But it does mean that, that you've seen it before and that you're ready for it. And, and that's always the benefit. Tar Heels get pit tomorrow night uh, to open up ACC play. Jones, how does the ACC look this season? Who who should be considered the the top couple of teams this year? Yeah, it's a great question, and and of course, uh, there's a big game uh, within the league tomorrow that'll help at least get us an early indication to that. As Florida State plays Clemson, you know, Florida State certainly um, has had a terrific start to the year, uh, most notably that that dominant victory over LSU, and, and they closed last year so strong and have so many pieces back. So Florida State's certainly going to be in that conversation. Clemson's there till they're not there, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> they've been there for, for the last eight, seven, eight years, and I know they had that ugly performance against Duke early in the season. So, so this is a big game for them. That This would be a second conference loss. And once you start getting to two, then, then you, you can't afford any more. And so um, for Clemson, I, this is a big one, but the Tigers are always going to be in that discussion. Certainly Carolina has played well early. Duke has looked good early, and they own that win over Clemson, which is an impressive one. Um, NC State has a very good team. Miami has a very good team. So if I was just kicking off some teams right now, and again, we're, we're really going to start learning these answers, Rob, over the next few weeks when everybody starts playing everybody. But to me, in no particular order, Florida State, Clemson, Carolina Duke, uh, NC State and, and Miami right now have had the best starts to the year in the conference, and and I would expect some of those of those that group of teams uh, to be involved here when we get towards the end. Things are getting real in the college football world again. Uh, Carolina up at Pitt tomorrow night, kickoff at eight p.m. You can listen to Jones Angel on the call right here on WPTF. Jones, are you are you already in Pittsburgh? What, what do you what like? What's your schedule look like? What are your plans for for road games? Sure, yeah. So uh, we're fortunate we get to travel with the team. Um, so the team will be leaving uh, this afternoon, as, as is the normal routine, Rob. It's normally uh, after lunchtime on, on a Friday. They're leaving a little bit later uh, for this one just because I think of the, the late kick tomorrow night. Uh, but So they'll be leaving a little bit after lunchtime today, flying up to Pittsburgh. And, and then it is a long wait tomorrow. And so you know, part of that when you have such a late kick is they do try to keep the guys, you know, very active. Uh, so there's stretching, there's walkthroughs, there's meals, of course, there's uh, meetings, and so the, the main goal is not to is to not have somebody sit in the room for you know 
three straight hours with nothing to do right. and getting a little sluggish. And so they try to make sure that those guys are as active as possible, even if it's just you know getting up and down and going to the meeting room or whatever it might be, just to keep them moving and, and uh, have some things on the schedule. And so um, we'll be a late one, though, not due back until it's, it's like three or four in the morning um, on Saturday night slash Sunday morning. So uh, a late trip for sure, but uh, those feel a lot better if you get back with a win. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we'll see if uh, Caroline can pull out the win. Again, they get uh, pit tomorrow night. You can listen to the game. We'll be listening right here on WPTF. Jones Angel, play-by-play voice of the Tar Heels. Jones, thanks so much. We'll talk with you uh, next Friday. Thanks, Rob. Look forward to it.